0: fantasy in the house, yo. No. Let me tell you how we do things around here. Here, hop, get to the top. Only Ultimate fantasy, these ain't for wise. Fantasy tactics, things that be hard. Listen to us, you'll be winning a lot. Not losing, just cruising. So kick off the balls and let's get choosin'. The ultimate fantasy podcast. And it's live. Welcome to show four of our season previews. On today's show, we have Wolves, Watford, West Ham, Southampton, and Spurs. In the studio, I have Nathan. Hey. And the secret journalist, Phil. Right, Phil? Hi. Hi. And uh, that was awful. I'll edit that, though. Yeah. That's fine. No one will know. Yeah. And also joining us in part two will be Lindsay Hooper, of course, to give his rundown on Wolves and Southampton we're going to start things off with uh, Watford though hey Watford Phil Watford realistically no big changes here um the only real signing of note is Craig Dawson from West Brom Uh, I think am I right in saying it's just more of the same thing from Watford
1: um yeah, and and I think that's I think they'll they'll view that as a positive thing. Like, I think consistency is the key for them. They had a really good season last year, and you know showed a lot of progress under Grassier, and uh, obviously got to went went far in cup competition as well. Not that you know that helps you out in a fantasy football point of view, but they, at least it shows that they're capable of of success. And I, I think yeah, they just have to consistency.
0: It's difficult to see Watford as a team that will get you a lot of points, isn't it? But um, and they're often seen as a solid clean sheet team. That's only seven clean sheets last season, which is actually mm. only one fewer than Arsenal. So it's not very good, is
1: it? No, I don't think. I don't think you go for them necessarily looking for like an abundance of clean sheets. I don't think that's what you. That's what you'd be after. You need to just you, you're cherry picking aren't you from Watford. Really, They're, they've got two or three players that potentially can get can get you points, and I just think you need to weigh up. um well, maybe cherry pick one or two of them. Decore, he's he's always going to be useful. Uh, option at six million quid uh, in FPL. I don't think that's a bad shout at all. Um, the other one's Dela Feu. Really, I mean, he's he's the one you, you might want to seriously consider because he looked to when he was fit last season. Looked to really step up uh, from what he had been before. Um, he's listed as a forward in FPL. He's only six point five million. I don't think that's that's bad at all. Mm.
0: Yeah, I think that's where my money's going, um, and also, well, depending on your platform you're using, uh, Um Just to
1: go back to Delaffei though, know, like what's what's interesting about that is that I'd, he's listed as a forward on the FPL side, and Marley and Salah both listed as midfielders. I think it's quite interesting, just in terms of I don't think anyone's really got the head on this idea of who's a striker and who's a midfielder. So I mean, granted, Delaffei at six point five million is. He's pretty cheap for a forward, and uh, probably likely to to get a few points. I mean, you've got to wonder whether you need to capitalise on those little inconsistencies in the game, which might lead you towards more of the like. The, i mean, granted they are twice the price, but Marni and Asala listed as a midfielder could potentially be like a big, big hitter as opposed to someone like a Delaffei in, in in attack at six point five. Mm. Granted, that, that isn't, that's not rocket science. Basically, what I've just said there is Salah and Mane are a better bet than Delafay.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, you just did, actually. Um, but I think what you're trying to allude to is uh, maybe someone like Redmond, Southampton's listed as a, as a midfielder, but plays up top, as it were. Uh, Nathan, is there any gold to be harvested from Watford? I think Troy Deeney, nine goals last season.
2: Kapoo it's good for Conte points. And then a fit Nathaniel Chaliver, it's a good player. I think Watford will have a good season. Dawson, as Phil mentioned, is a good, solid player for them and should make them more solid. But I kind of see them being as you were this season. I don't see a lot of their players improving.
0: Mm, no. Uh, but if you like tackles, I think Kapuwe likes a tackle, depending on which format you're playing. if You're all about tackles. Uh, okay, so position time. Phil, there's come to you first. You're enthused about Watford.
1: Uh, somewhere in the middle. I think like ninth, tenth,
0: something like that. Yeah, that sounds about right to me. Uh, Nathan, is there any buzz around the Hornets for you? Eleventh,
2: actually. I think they'll be totally safe. I don't. I think they'll be not the most exciting team in the league this season, but I think they'll be totally safe and solid. Good manager, established team. They'll be fine.
0: Totally solid, more of the same. That seems to be the consensus from us. Okay, let's move on to the next team. It's me old mate West Ham. Me old mate West Ham, Phil. Let's talk West Ham. Uh, potentially West Ham are the team best equipped to break into the top six. Like uh, big stadium, talented players, very good manager, who's obviously won the Premier League before. Dark horses or just half baked glue? <laughs>
1: um they've always got that like, ever since they moved to the to the new stadium, West Ham have got that aspiration to be that club that makes the makes the leap. Um like you say, they've they've got a lot of talented players there now, and they've spent money to bring more in. Uh, they've got a good manager. They they can they can make that leap. Uh, I I wonder whether they have the consistency, but yeah, it's a big season for West Ham. This it's a really big one because I think that if they get it right and things click into place, then it could be a, a transformational one for them. Really, in terms of their their realistic aspirations of, of possibly getting Champions League football sometime in the in the future.
0: Mm, realistically, they're aiming to be better than Everton, aren't they? I think that's their short-term yeah, goal.
1: There's, there's a little group in there that are, that are like those aspirational clubs. Like Everton are one of them. Wolves are another one. Uh, you might potentially even throw Watford in there. Although Watford, I think, are operating at a different level of budget. So Watford are probably the outside bet. There. But there's that, that, that. Yeah, there is that little group that all have aspirations of being something more than just a seventh, eighth in the Premier League.
0: Mm. Let's talk uh, players then. Yeah. Um, they've obviously lost their main striker, Andy Carroll. Um, <laughs> they've also lost Arnaltovic, Um but they've acquired a new target man uh, yeah. striker, target man striker man uh, in the shape of Haller, forty-five yeah. million from Frankfurt. Is he one hell of A player? Oh, but, <laughs> god! It's uh, awful. Uh, that whole setup <laughs> was awful, wasn't it? Anyway, is he is he any good?
1: Um, he's the the stats would suggest as though he's got something about him um uh, like Frankfurt were good last year mm. they really good and and the the and Hallow was was part of the reason for that um he what did he get fifteen in twenty nine in the Bundesliga last season is is a decent return you know he's it's consistent uh i i think it'd be useful he could be he could be a decent shot you know he's, he's was he seven seven and a half million on fpl that's not a bad it's not, bad, it's not a bad it? price um yeah i mean you're always taking a risk on um players who are fresh to the premier league never 100% certain how they're gonna go but i, I think mm. he could i think he could be very useful for west ham
0: oh absolutely i think it's definitely worth a punt um Especially maybe at winter, when the winter kicks in. I think could be good then. Uh, but funny side, aren't they, West Ham? Got a lot of good silky players Yeah. Uh, that you got drawn into that you want to invest in. Uh, like they've got Lanzini. And uh, and their defence should be much better, like Balbuena and uh, obviously Diop. Um, let's talk about the defence, actually. Uh, is that going to be sorted out? I mean, like I said, they've got good clientele at the back there. But only yeah. seven clean sheets last season, one fewer than Arsenal. And we've said before, that's awful. Um, mm. You've got Diop, Balbuena, Ogbonna. And Winston Reid's still kicking about there. I mean, he could potentially, yeah. in FBL terms, be quite a bargain if he can d- dislodge one of those guys.
1: If he can get himself in there, then yeah. At four million quid, he's an absolute bargain. Because, you know, you, you don't get anyone cheaper than that. Uh, so if he if he gets himself and his way in, then then Absolutely. Uh, I mean, all of West, apart from Creswell, they're all four and a half million or, or cheaper, as you touched on that. Um, so, you know, West Ham are a team that, granted, they didn't keep a massive amount of clean sheets last season, but they are a team that could potentially do that um, if they get it right. There, there could be some definite bargains to be had in in amongst those um, in amongst those players. Diop, I, I like Diop. I think he he showed signs a little bit last season of, of being a decent player. Um, but, yeah, I think you, there's there's potential gold to be out there if you if you invest rightly.
0: Mm. Gold, gold. Always believe in your soul. Nathan, um, West Ham, a lot of potential going on there. Yeah, they do. They
2: do. Um, Michael Antonio, often overlooked, but six goals and eight assists last season. Same as David Silva. And better than James Madison, David Brooks, Deli Ali, Jesse Lingard, Meza Ozil, not surprisingly. Not right, surprisingly. Ruben Neves. Um, Mark Noble is their established penalty taker. They've got a lot of skillful players, so they they can pick up quite a few penalties as well. I like Pablo Fornells from what I've seen of him. He's a kind of a creative midfielder. The one thing I would say, similar to Phil said about other players in this um, in these previews, is that he's probably going to be the player that plays the pass before the assist. But good player um, and could really kick on. And Lanzini, if he's fully recovered from couple of horrendous injury-prone years Mm. is is a good
0: player and is now a little bit undervalued. Yeah, Mostef. Mostef. Love a bit of Lanzini. Okay, uh, another one of their big players is uh, Fabianski, who despite, as we said before, West Ham not keeping hardly any clean sheets at all, manages to score highly across the board on all fantasy formats, doesn't he, Phil? He
1: does, yeah. He's he's consistently done well. I mean, he, he, he he's a very he's an athletic sort of keeper isn't he? and he makes saves and uh he's good he's good penalty saver as well like he um hmm. he, you know you, you you tend to get a couple of seasons from him which is obviously an absolute bonus for a keeper you get plenty of points for that so he's, he's a good man to have I think.
0: the best of the rest scenario isn't he
1: yeah yeah and the other player i mean interesting enough like you look in their midfield as well they've got points to be added in midfield um i'm not i'm I think that, you know, everyone's aware of Felipe Anderson. Now, everyone kind of knows what he can bring to the table. Um, but they've got this kid, Fournells, as well, that they got from Spain, who went um, I think it was, it's only it's a couple of seasons ago now, but uh, he wasn't as prolific last season. But a couple of seasons ago, he got 12 assists in La Liga. Mm. It's for Villarreal he was playing for. Um, and he's six and a half million listed on there. So he's potentially, he could, he could be useful for him. The only other thing you want to look at there is that, you know, that's six and a half million. You spend an extra half a million on FPL and you get Felipe Anderson, who's a bit more of a dead sir. But yeah. there's points
0: to be there. Yeah, spend another half a million and get Milivojevic, if Sahar's saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, league position for West Ham. Phil, what tickles
1: your fancy? I, I think that they'll still. I mean, it, it, they, they could potentially force their way into the top six, they can do it. But I suspect they'll more likely be in that little zone just outside it. Sort of 7th and 8th, around that area. Mm. The Man
0: United area, I'm going to call that. (laughs) Uh, Nathan, Nathan, my old mate West Ham. What say you, mate? Where are they going to finish? Probably the team I struggled the
2: most to place in the league. I'm going to go say 12th, because that's the only position mm. I had left. But they could finish anywhere from 8th to 12th.
0: Mm, I think... I almost feel kind of harsh. Uh, I think I'm going to put them... What's the only place I've left? 9th? I think so. Yeah, I'll put them 9th in. Okay, Western finished 9th. Fantastic. Um, and that is the end of part one, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but in part two, don't go anywhere. That's right, because Lindsay Hooper will be joining us to talk through the fortunes of that lesser-known team on the south coast, Southampton and that small provincial club that she supports called Wolverhampton Wanderers. Uh, So see you in just one moment. Yes, here it is, part two. We made it thus far. So lovely to be here. And you can hear the phone ring, and that's because on the other end of the line, I think it that's right, it's Lindsay Hooper from the Offside Rule podcast. Lindsay, we have spoken so much this week. How are you?
3: I'm very well. Is this the day? Is this the day you promised me I get to talk about Wolves?
0: This is the day. And do you know what? I'm not even gonna tease you anymore. I'm gonna let's talk about Wolverhampton Wanderers Football Club.
3: Okay.
0: So this is your team, uh, the Hipster's Choice. Is it? It's yes. not the
3: hipster's choice.
0: It's the hipster's choice. Champions elect, according to some drunk people. Loads of
3: people might, i say, love the the kit. So even if you're not a Wolves fan, a lot of people often say to me, oh, I really like the kit. And people definitely like the logo. It
0: does look very good. It also looks good on P- PlayStation as well for FIFA.
3: That's yeah, sort of exactly. It works.
0: So um, they've struggled against the lesser teams last season. So how far can they realistically, realistically go this season
3: Ah, oh, I didn't want you to start with this I thought you were going to say you know who have you brought in in the summer I could talk about things like that uh, right okay well you've gone straight to the chase so <laughs> we have Europa League football um to juggle as well as league football this season and this is something that Wolverhampton Wanderers have not been used to for 39 years mm. so with that in mind um so I had some doubts that we would do as well as last season, this season, because of trying to juggle the European factor. I mean, even if we don't get that far in the Europa League, um, you still started the season that's so much earlier. Um, and we've seen that have an effect because actually Ruben Neves in, in the first match um, at Molyneux in Europe got a little bit of a knock, he is fine, but you look at players like that that started so early and started to pick up little niggles, and it does concern you, and you look as well at our fitness record and injury record last season, and there really weren't any major ones, so surely that can't keep continuing, um, you know, the, the medical staff at Walls are doing a brilliant job at keeping everyone fit, but what you can't account for is, you know, a real rash uh, challenge, which I think can happen at some point. So I look at the depth of the squad and uh, last season, every single time I covered Wolves and I turned over the back of the program, the squad list for Wolves was so much shorter than any other team, pretty Mm. much, that they played. And that really concerned me. And I thought, oh, I think Nuno needs to make quite a few signings here for us to do as well next season. But he has convinced me otherwise. And in Nuno, we do trust. He's brought in a few players, um, but not very many. So we've got, Patrick Petrune, um he's come in from Macy Milan. Uh, Twenty-one years old, a striker, twenty-seven goals in ninety appearances for Milan. So he's he's getting the goals. We want him to get back twenty-seven if he can for season this <laughs> get season.
0: Fifty-three
3: that if he can, brilliant. yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, I think he's he's brilliant to have as an addition to the squad, and seems to fit the Wolves mould. You know, um, Nuno. Like certain types of players for that togetherness. Um, and that is something that he's managed to really harvest at Wolves. And he seems to be the sort of player that's fitting in. Uh, defender Jesus Vallejo as well, who's come in. We, I think we really did need a bit of uh, backup in defence. And then the, the big signings, I suppose, of the summer for all the Wolves fans that already know them so well is that Raul well, Jimenez became a permanent deal and so did um, Leander Dendoncker, who's also shown um, that he can easily slot in when called upon.
0: Yeah, well, that brings me nicely to you, Nathan, actually. Uh, let's talk about Wolves players
2: for fantasy managers. I think Donker is an obvious cheap option. He's a busy player, involved in a lot of chances, um, puts his foot in, um, gets forward. Um, I think he's a good all-rounder as well.
0: Mm, I, I think um, donker or Dead Donkey, as we like to call mm-hmm. him around here, is actually probably the bargain player of the FPL season so far. Yeah, Um in terms of
2: other players, obviously, as Lindsay mentioned, I think Catroni. I, I actually see quite a lot of AC Milan as the team that I've got a lot of time for. They've been garbage for three years, mm. but Catroni has been a rare bright spark, and I can't believe the price that they've got him for. Mm. Mm.
0: Yeah, indeed. It could be a massive bargain, that unless he just plays Europa League. Uh, Phil, let's bring you back in. You've been sort of lurking in the background, being quiet. Uh, which Wolves players took your fancy?
1: Um well I mean look the 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 one that stands out for me or, or in terms of points all is is obviously Jimenez. Um he's he was brilliant last season. Um and he appears to have like retained some like kind of budget to his to his price as well, which is good. Like FBL lists him at seven and a half million on here and he got hundred and eighty one points last year. Uh, he's going to be their main striker again this year. He got 20 points last in terms of player points. He got 20 less than Aguero, and Aguero was four and a half million more expensive than him. Now that 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 20 points is not worth four and a half million. So for me, you, you go Jimenez.
0: Yeah, he's sort of the best of the rest strikers, isn't he? He's sort of alongside yeah. Wilson on that front, but Wilson is eight million for some reason.
1: Yeah, it's it's true. Yeah, I'm not sure whether they work the pricing out there or whether they just think you know. Wilson's yeah again maybe you're paying your English premium for that like you always do <laughs> with, uh, with transfers
0: uh, but yeah who, um, Jimenez was ranked third on draft and FPR formats third best strike so that's above Lacazette Kane Firmino Vardy Rashford uh, fan yeah. tracks could be different of course uh, the only thing I would say about that price tag even though it's a bargain, a bargain sorry um, in terms of differentials if you're trying to get players that not everyone has yeah. you get the feeling that everyone will snap Jimenez. Up and it could be a bit of a trap, but at the same time... No,
1: it'll, it'll, be, it'll be popular. At that, at that price In it, it'll, it'll be a very popular addition mm, for, for players, yeah.
0: I've actually added him to uh, our team, and also I've got him in my own draft, so that's pretty good. Uh, Lindsay, let's bring you back. You are the Wolves' expert, of course. Uh, let's talk about one player, uh, Morgan Gibbs-White. Um, burst onto the scene last season. A lot of people got excited, but he just kind of faded away uh, and disappeared into the darkness, as it were. Uh, is this going to be his breakthrough season?
3: I think it will be his breakthrough season. Um, you look at last season and definitely standout performances include Spurs away. He had this flurry of games where he was playing brilliantly, but then didn't get the minutes as much as people maybe thought. I don't think that Nuno had the chance to rotate as much because everything was going towards how high we were going to finish and Jossa was coming into form. And it just meant that there were all these different different opportunities that maybe went begging for him a little but just from watching pre-season watching the friendlies watching how much he's played in those initial games in the Euro League I think we're going to see a lot more of Morgan Gibbs White he'll get a, a lot more minutes this season and of course he's so young he's got that engine and he's got that drive and desire being a local lad as well to just want to do well so I think whenever he's called upon he will be really putting in a shift and I, he'll be a fan's favourite of the future I'm convinced. Mm,
0: definitely uh, one worth keeping an eye on. Uh isn't he? Uh, but Lindsay, where do, you, where do you honestly see Wolves finishing this season?
3: So I actually am starting to perhaps become the Wolves more optimist um, about it all and think that, yeah, you know what, I think we will be top 10. Um, will we be best of the rest again? I, I don't think so. I think when you look at Leicester and West Ham and Everton, they're going to be really competing with us for that. But I think we'll probably finish about ninth. And and it, with European football as well and however far we can get in that um also providing um a definite incentive as well as cup competition I think there is some unfinished business with the FA Cup after being beaten in the semi-final by Watford so hopefully there will be another good cup run whether it be in the League Cup or the FA Cup um I, I think it'll be a great season but i I don't see us doing better in terms of position in the league as, as we did in that first campaign.
0: Hmm. I think that could be still quite a good campaign,
1: actually. Uh, Phil, what are your thoughts? Uh, Wolves first, second, uh, fourth. I'm, I'm losing. Tra- I'm losing track of what I listed people as before. What I said people were going to be. Before. I don't think it matters. <laughs> six or six or seven.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It sounds. It sounds good to me, actually. And Nathan, more the same. Last season, they
2: finished 7th. I think they'll drop off a little to ninth, but still a good season.
0: Mm, Fair enough. Okay, let's move on now to the smallest club on the South Coast. That is Southampton, Lindsay. Ralph Hussendelto, the uh, Alpine club. Mm -hmm. I think he appears to be the real deal. I think that's a general consensus. Uh, I think most people are quietly confident that he'll turn Southampton into a a strong team. But what sort of season are we going to see?
3: I mean, it's really difficult with Southampton, isn't it? Because you you sort of see where they ended up. And then you, you rewind only three years and they were like six in the Premier League. It, it seems like such a demise so quickly. And then Hasen Hooper was drafted in to try and make things better again. And he, he showed that he can do that. But it's whether the personnel match his ambition. Um, and I'm just not sure about the strength of this squad. Um, there are players that I love, um, Hoyberg being one, I think he's a key player for Southampton and if they can keep him fit, I think that will also dictate where they finish. Uh, Captain, which means that he's also got this great leading quality, but he is a midfield machine. He will run and run and run and someone like Hasenhutl, who demands such a lot from his players, will absolutely love him because that, that's a high-pressing style that he wants to deploy and he's the sort of player that makes it happen. I also think that Danny Ings being made permanent, that will do a lot for, for confidence for him in terms of getting more goals. Uh, I don't really know what's going on with, with Charlie Austin. You know, it's, it's from the last time that I saw he he was made to train with the B team, you know, that seems a, a bit a bit ridiculous for a player like him, who we know is a natural goal scorer. So I don't know whether that's going to improve.
0: Mm. It does feel weird, that, actually. I'm a big fan of uh, Charlie Austin. Uh, Phil... Nathan Redmond's the player that everyone wants, right? Um, he's he had the captain's armband last season. Ralph really invested in him. In fact, he's scored yeah. six goals under Ralph, uh, no before none before him, and five assists as well. Um, yeah. uh, he's the player we all want,
1: isn't he? he well, yeah, he's, he's Southampton's standout player from a fantasy football point of view. Um, I think he's he's the one that, that's that's worth paying attention to. The, the, like obviously they, they were faltering massively until Hassan Huttel hassan Hootfolk Hassan, went in, hassan went in there and um and he he change them around and they're, they're like a, they're a lively they're an energetic football team but they're a, they're a team if you know what I mean they're a unit That there aren't, aren't like a pack full of individuals that do you know remarkable things they're, they're, they've got an ethos and they work to it and they all contribute and play well that doesn't necessarily make it easy for you to pick out the individuals that are really going to excel from a fantasy football point of view but Redmond is definitely one of them
0: mm, Indeed uh, listed as a uh, midfielder of course but plays up top uh, Nathan our Nathan bearded Nathan Uh, you obviously love talking about Southampton. Um, Any uh, players you want to cast your eye over? Uh, As I have to talk about Southampton, I'm going to pick
2: a player from Portsmouth. (laughs) Um, Of course. James Ward-Prowse. Only got back into the side around December against City and then played 90 minutes in every game except for one until the end of the season. In that 18 games, contributed seven goals. He's good on set pieces, good delivery, um, good manager there now. So, Mm, yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely thriving under Alpine Klopp, isn't he? I think he feels like
2: he's been around forever, um, but now he's—I think he's finally thriving. And similar to players that have obviously been mentioned and across Redmond and people like that as well. I think. Um, He's someone that is going to improve under a good manager,
3: mm,
0: indeed. um, another player I thought of actually was Valerie, Valerie, the right back, the young right back. Uh, Southampton feel uh, yeah. they believe in him so much, they uh jettisoned of uh Cedric Suarez last season, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah he's, he's, he's a good player, I think. I think he's um, I think he's solid, he, he likes to get forward, doesn't he, and contribute going forward. So, um, I mean, he's not. I don't think Southampton are going to keep like boatloads of clean sheets, so you might want to consider options elsewhere. He's five million quid. Is you know for an extra half a million on FPL, you could get Gomez. So you know they're going to keep clean sheets more than Northern more Southampton. So I guess you what you're looking at there is whether Valerie's is going to be such an impact at the other end of the field that he's worth that he's worth going for
0: Mm. OK, let's talk league placings. Uh, Phil, let's come to you first. Uh, Southampton, youthful, energetic side. Are they really going to push on this season?
1: No. no, they'll be lower, lower middle somewhere, like twelve
0: between 12th and 15th, I think. Mm. Uh, Nathan? 10th. Yeah, sounds fine. Uh, I'm going to go with 11th. Uh, Lindsay, the Haas. Has he got the skills to propel them up the league?
3: 16th last season, I, I think that they will improve on that. I don't think they're going to break into the top 10. There is too much competition, as we've mentioned, when, I, when I've mentioned Walls, Everton, Leicester, West Ham, these sort of teams that have really invested quite a lot. I do think as well that local rivals Bournemouth are pretty much in better shape. Um, when you look throughout the, the team, they do tend to get a few injuries, though, don't they, Bournemouth? But um, if you're going to put me on the spot, I would say Southampton will finish around about twelve.
0: Good. Well, I don't mind if Southampton don't do well. Um, but yes, but of anyway. You don't. Yes. Lindsay, uh, thank you uh, uh, for joining me again today and throughout the whole week. You
3: are very welcome. I am going to hold you to that gallon of beer, though.
0: Yeah, I definitely owe you a beer. I'm happy to buy you a beer. Um, and hopefully we'll hear you uh, again throughout the season at some point.
3: Lovely. Thanks very much. Great. Enjoy. Thanks, bye. Lindsay. Bye, bye. Bye. <coughs>
0: Yes, and that signals the end of part two, but do not go anywhere because we've got part three coming up and in part three, we will be discussing Tottenham Hotspurs. Come on, you Spurs! Big fan oh. Welcome to part three. And part three, yes, is the final installment. Oh, I'm getting all emotional. The final installment of our season previews. Yeah, club by club, guys. They'll see it. they um, But that team, the final team is Spurs. Now, Spurs create a lot of confusion amongst fantasy managers because they are obviously a fantastic side but their players don't really return a lot of points, not as much as the other big teams do, actually. So, uh, and they don't really sign a lot of players, although some players been mooted at the moment, Coutinho, etc. Um, but do that feel? Do they really need to sign players? Because Pochettino seems to have a, a magic wand that he casts spells on players and he seems to turn them into world beaters.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, Pochettino is a is is their like arguably their biggest asset. Um because of what he can do with footballers and how much he improves it. They have started spending money again, to be fair to him. They brought the transfer record this summer, uh, to bring it and Ooh, So yeah, you know, they, they have signed players, so they are they are back in the market now after you know shifting into the new stadium and maybe getting the Champions League final and opening the purse strings a little bit. Um and Donbalay could be a good player for him, actually. He's uh he's a he's a bit of a unit. Uh, I don't think he is just that kind of Sitting, he's not a Fernandinho sitting in front of the defence type midfielder. He likes to do a bit more than that. He got seven assists last season in League Um and he got a, he got an assist against Juventus. I want to say when they beat him in pre season, mm. um, so he, he could be useful. Six million quid on FPL.
0: Well, he could be one of those uh, midfielders that gets tackles in if you're playing with that, uh, maybe on fan tracks and yeah, job yeah. fantasy, and also he's going to be busy around the box as well, isn't he? I think so.
1: Yeah, I I think he's I think he's a bit he's a, he is a bit box to box. So, yeah, I th- I think he could be worth could be worth looking at.
0: Especially for 6 million, eh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, indeed. Could be worth a pun. Uh Nathan, what's your thoughts on the old Spurs? They um they only drew
2: two games last season, so they won 23, lost 13. Lost a lot of games last season. For example, Man City, obviously, only drew two games as well, but they won 32 of their games. Spurs picked up 13 clean sheets last season. That's only one more than Palace. Um, little, I think that's more to do with the midfield than what it was to do with the defence last yeah. season. The right-back spot is an odd one. Um, I had and had him in my fantasy team. Juan Foyth is playing as a right-back, but picked up what looks like could be quite a bad ankle injury against Bayern Munich. Um, so we're waiting to see on news of that. And he's also suspended for the first game of the season. But played right back for Argentina in the Copper America. Um, looks solid. And Pochettino seems to like him as well. It really depends on the injury. Otherwise, Ori is also injured. And then you've got uh, Walker Peters as well. So that right back spot is really up for grabs.
0: Mm. Yeah. And KWP, of course, got that famous game with the uh, three assists. Classic, classic fantasy game. Uh, Phil, a uh, bit of discontent from potuccino
1: Yeah, that's a weird one. That and really, it's a really strange, a little bit yeah. come out of nowhere. That just a uh, coach. Yeah, he's he's obviously got some frustration there. Whether that whether it's a result of them missing out on players that he wanted to bring in, or or I mean, it, you would it would hint at. The, him not being happy with the players they have signed if mm. if he kind of in mean, it but i mean who knows who knows It did yeah, it seem to come a little bit out of the blue and i'm pretty i'm sure that he's the last person that spurs want to upset because he <laughs> no, he's, he's an absolute wizard that guy and and you know for a fact that as soon as a really big club l- sack a manager next season Pochettino will be top of the list of ones that they've been like if Manchester United do get rid of Solskjaer Pochettino's is going to be the first person to go to
0: Well yeah of course why wouldn't you uh, Nathan um, quick thought on Deli Ali Deli Ali
2: um bit of a mixed bag last season um struggled with fitness and form um he's looked pretty sharp in pre-season um only 94 points in um fantasy last season, which means his listed this year is only eight and a half million compared to someone like Son who's nine and a half million. Mm. I think also with Ericsson maybe being phased out the team or moving completely, that he could have a bigger role or be more focal this year. And um, then you've got Sissoko, who makes a lot of interceptions. And depending on your format, he could be worthwhile looking at.
0: Mm, I love Sissoko. Um, Although there's chat, isn't there, that uh, he might be the solution to right back. Um, Why is that? I think because
2: last season, Trippi was such a liability that Sissoko ended up covering him from midfield at right back a lot. So Spurs fans have jumped on the bandwagon that he might as well be playing at right back.
0: (laughs) uh yeah well there you go um let's do some predictions in. let's do league prediction for spurs phil let's do you yeah they'll finish third. Mm, that positive yeah eh? yeah okay fine we can't argue with that nathan i think third because pochettino's magic and wears magic hat magic he does wear a magic hat and he is magic and because of that I'm going to go third, two. Right. And on that bum chow, that's the end of today's show and the end of our season previews. But we will be back with our full show commencing, uh, I think, the 15th of August, around about that date. Uh, that's after game week one. And we will be coming at you weekly. Uh, we'll be discussing as many fantasy formats as possible. We have lots of features like the clean sheet forecast, tactics truck type thing. Uh, there'll be plenty of guests, including Tommy Gunn, Lindsey Hooper, be back. Um, and many other contributors to help you guys get the best out of your team. I can't remember them all off the top of my head. I should have
1: written down. Hmm. down. Uh,
0: big thanks to Phil here. Thanks, Phil. You're welcome. Good. We will, of course, be uh, speaking to you throughout the whole season. And Nathan, well, has going to get a cup of tea. So thanks, Nathan. Thank you my impression of Nathan uh, big thanks to Lindsay Huber, of course off the Offside Rule podcast do check that out big thanks to Fantasy Football Chaps for providing us with extra information and the biggest thanks goes to Greg's for making a chicken tikka baguette hmm. because I just love them in the meantime take care of yourselves enjoy the start of the Premier League don't forget it's Friday night football make those decisions quickly uh, good luck with your draft good luck with your FPL just good luck in life we'll speak to you soon take care bye <laughs> i the t-